0: Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG 1, Atlantis, and Stargate Universe.
1: Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We
2: were on a ship, but we have no
1: idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot him. <laughs> Why'd you do that? He told me to.
0: I have a gun.
1: What happened? Greer. Greer shot him.
0: Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this new episode of the Gatecast. A little bit different this week. I seem to be saying that a lot just recently. We will not be joined by Alan. However, Thomas is with me tonight. Good evening, Thomas. Good evening. Thank you very much for turning up, unlike Alan. Well,
3: when the internet's not working, it's kind of hard to get online.
0: Yes, it's a pretty good reason, I suppose, if you haven't got internet connection at home. As we've discussed, he didn't offer to use his phone and use that as a wireless hotspot or anything like that. And I wasn't going to push him.
3: Yeah, Is he still streaming episodes from his phone, so using up all his data that way?
0: Probably something like that. (laughs) But like I say, he's he's currently out ingressing, so he's making the most of his uh, evening off the gatecast. Yeah. Unlike every other night where he's probably doing that as well. Yes, he is rather addicted to it. Yes, he is. Right, then, tonight's episode is going to be Stargate Universe Human. A very Rush-centric episode, to say the least. Well, that's
3: good. Last time we had heard, I believe Rush had been left on a planet... Or was
0: that a few episodes before? Uh, that was a few episodes before. That's, that's one of the problems when you're you you know you're joining us probably every three or four episodes. If you, you tend to lose track of what you've watched and what you haven't watched. Yeah, things do go a little out of sequence. I'm watching one episode, editing another, recording another. No. <laughs> Don't know how you keep it all straight. Paperwork. Masses and masses of notes. Mm.
3: Yeah, you do research quite well.
0: And of course I've got my uh, calendar with the X's marked off, ready to the big day. No more gay cast. <laughs> oh, freedom! That'll be freedom!
3: A, that'll be a sad day.
0: <laughs> I'm going to finally rewatch Babylon Five and rewatch Farscape. All of the shows that I've had to put off because I couldn't quite squeeze them in.
3: I am almost finished with my Babylon Five watch through. I'm watching through it all, plus all the movies and the spinoff series. I've got the last two episodes of the main series. I'm in the middle of Crusade right now, and when I finish it, I think one more movie, then I'll finish up the series.
0: Excellent. Great series, though, isn't it? It is. It
3: is. There's some references that I'm finally understanding exactly, and Crusade's a little little different, but it ties in well enough.
0: I had high hopes for that uh, that series. I mean, sometimes it went a little bit silly, you know, the uh, Molder and Scully aliens. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, uh, shall we say, the alien uh, pornography. <laughs> Boggles are mine, but then again, yeah, you actually can expect that sort of thing. Yeah. That's one thing about Babylon 5. Humans were still humans.
3: Oh, very. Very human.
0: Legend of the Rangers was a weird one.
3: Did you get to watch it?
0: Uh, yeah, I've seen Legend of the Rangers. A very unusual gunnery system. Yeah.
3: It was good for, um... Oh, what's his name? Jakar. Yeah, Jakar.
0: You had to have a major character from Babylon 5 in that movie. Yeah. And you can't go wrong with... Uh, was it Andreas Kulis? or
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that, um... Character that played Garibaldi passed away here recently.
0: Yes, he did, Jerry Doyle.
3: So won't be, won't be able to get the full cast together ever again. So you can ask for,
0: is that you remembered well?
3: Mm-hmm. That is true. So how have things been in
0: the bunny UK? Well, being English, of course, the first thing we talk about is the weather. Of course, of course. Can't quite make up its mind. I woke up this morning, and you know, the alarm clock went off. It was dark, and I think this is August. It shouldn't be dark. Looked outside, dark clouds, like it'd been raining. It's just been one of those miserable summer days where it's never really got bright.
3: Mm-hmm. It's overcast here, also. We should be a little bit cooler. It's been getting up to ninety nine, hundred and four. That neighbourhood.
0: <laughs> We're supposedly having a heat wave next week, which might might actually reach thirty degrees.
3: Oh, that would be definitely warm. <laughs>
0: Not quite up to yeah the realms that you're used to, but yeah. Come Weather report update. We did not have an E wave. It was a miserable week.
2: Come
3: I prefer like spring autumn, when it maybe gets up to 80 something, but it gets down to like maybe the 60s, 50s at night, you know, where it's nice cool.
0: Yeah. Just a nice breeze can uh, just take the edge off. Mm-hmm. It makes a world of difference. Oh, yes. I work near a river, so we've always tend to get a bit of a breeze going through the yard. Not so much fun during winter.
3: Yeah, yeah. As long as it's not a snowstorm during the winter, you're good.
0: Right, since we are not going to have to wait around for Alan or listen to endless stories of his ingressing or, <laughs> heaven forbid, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I will spare you. Oh, yeah. Right, okay then. I- I've been bit by the Pokemon bug. Oh, yeah.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> I thought he was staying away from Pokemon. Did he get into it, or is he just the
0: ingress? I don't know. He probably wouldn't tell me if he was. <laughs>
2: The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast
0: Stand by to receive our
2: transmission. Sci-Fi entertainment news and commentary. I am locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the
1: USS Enterprise.
3: Pokey religions and ancient weapons.
2: Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com.
0: This might actually be a rather difficult episode to talk about because it's one of those which relies on the visuals and basically rush to do everything.
3: I'm sure we'll find some way to get around it. Talk about how fancy all the visuals are. But you heard they're coming out with a uh, another MST3K, right?
0: Yeah. Can't
3: remember if we already discussed that
0: or not. Yeah, it would be interesting. A, a new cast. Some names I'm, I'm familiar with. A few others I'm not quite up speed with. I'm sure they've been picked for their comedic talents. Yeah.
3: And hopefully the script writing is good and we should be good to go on that.
0: I'm still listening to the riff tracks. Yeah. I've got the Roadhouse one to watch. Ah. Is it the sort of thing you like?
3: I listen to it some night again. I do like a good commentary or spoof off of things every once in a while.
0: Yeah, because I think if you you download the application on Android and iOS, Mm -hmm. they throw in about three or four free of charge. Hmm. The best of the Twilight series. Ah. (laughs) Can't say I like the movies, but I do like the commentary tracks for them.
3: Oh, I'm sure that commentary would be... Very entertaining.
0: Yeah, they basically say everything you were thinking but couldn't put into words. (laughs) Right then, folks. Tonight's episode, as I said, is Human. Taken from the Region 2 DVD box set, the runtime is 41 minutes 46 seconds. We are both currently looking at the black screen with the counter set to zero. I will shortly do a 3-to-1 countdown, and when I say click, if you want to watch along, just press play at that point. You've got all your research notes for the intro, I'm sure. Yes, I've got all my little pieces of paper. Are you good to go? Ready, set and go. Okay then. Three, two, one, click.
1: This is what destiny intended from the moment to the end of the star system.
0: Right then, the unusual introduction as always by Nicholas Rush. Human, Season 1, Episode 14 of Stargate Universe. This is Gatecast Episode 324. This episode was directed by Robert C. Cooper and written by Jeff Vlaming its premiere in America and Canada April the 23rd 2010, the UK aired it May the 4th, Germany May the 5th, Sweden June the 4th and in Hungary November the 11th 2013. There are a few series with episodes of the same name, Indefinity Originals, Blackstone, Capillion, Project Arms and Finding the Ghost. Which we have had no luck in breaking. ancient device like this is pretty much a death sentence. And so we'll jump right into the episode now, and we're seeing a flashback of Franklin being partially butchered by the machine. Mm-hmm. That's it, Young, you tell him. Okay, where are we going now? Huh, who's she then? Oh, Rush. this a dream? Or something. Mm. The, uh, the wife, obviously, in the marital bed and pictures mm-hmm. on the bedside table of Nicholas and his wife. She was the actress in the picture in Air Part 1, digitally updated when they cast Louise Lombard to play this role as Gloria Rush.
3: No words spoken yet at all.
0: Not very communicative.
3: No. Wonder if Rush is working on all the Stargate stuff right now or if he's on some other
0: project. You know, this reminds me of something. Can
1: you see my glasses?
0: Probably a British thing. Red box. The old style TV adverts that portrayed a normal couple just doing normal things.
1: You're up early. Am I? I thought you'd sleep in.
0: Good things to do. They've almost got interchangeable glasses. I wonder if there's significance to that.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the day, right.
0: One thing I did like about this episode, the use of the music. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Joel said himself he couldn't produce this level of a performance on the violin.
1: Yeah.
0: So, they, you know, they got a, a young woman to... Actually, play the music.
1: Listen, I, um, I won't be able to make it today. Nicholas.
0: Nothing to worry about. One thing I did like about this episode, the use of the music. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Joel said himself he couldn't produce this level of a performance on the violin. Yeah. Laura St. John played much of the violin music. Canadian soloist.
3: Well, that's good. Definitely tonal to the work here.
0: Yeah. Wiki mentions that this is one of J.S. Bach's compositions. Quite possible. Well, interesting start to an episode that is. Yeah. Basically, this episode was described in the commentary as why Rush is a jerk?
3: Glad somebody can explain it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's hard to imagine him as a teacher, as a lecturer.
3: Yeah, I see him patronizing all of his students. Yes. Well, that's an interesting effect.
0: That fact- Certainly interesting. There's a lot more going on that we uh, know at the moment.
1: This assumption is valid for classical computers. No classical algorithm is known that can factor in polynomial time.
0: Well, that's what we know of it. We don't know what it was like before he joined the Icarus program. Mm-hmm. You know, when the pressures of the Stargate told, was he always like this, or was he? did he become like this? Yeah. Nicholas?
1: Nicholas? What are you doing here? I'm sorry, Constance, not now. I thought you were taking Gloria to the oncologist today.
0: She wanted to go by herself.
1: That doesn't sound like her. Are you sure she really meant
0: it? Oh yes,
1: quite sure. Like, what's wrong with you? I thought you'd be worried sick. I am, very concerned.
0: Constance is played by Suleika Matthew. She was born in India, recently been in Castle and Red Widow. She also played Kali in two episodes of Stargate SG-1. We didn't see much of uh, Kali, the System Lord, in SG-1. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
3: Russ definitely looks like he's going a bit crazy. Yep. I
1: had a feeling. You did? You... You never said so.
0: No. This is not good.
1: I can't go through this again. I can't. (laughs) Nick? Nick, are you there?
0: Yes, yes. If this is what he was like, then nothing much has changed.
1: Are you coming home?
0: His wife is sick. She's in desperate need of her husband. And he's more interested in his work. Sounds familiar? Nick. Listen, listen. You may notice as well, I don't know if it was more clear in... Uh, obviously, it's going to be more clear in high-definition broadcast compared to standard definition, but the filming style is totally different. They went with a 60 millimeter film stop. It's mm-hmm. a very fast film. Gives it that very grainy look. Mm-hmm. The music's got to be a clue, hasn't it?
3: Yeah. Anytime he's seeing the figures on his vision, he's music playing.
0: And that is where she informed her husband that uh, the cancer's back, which indicates that she's fought it before, recovered, and unfortunately, it doesn't always stay away. Yeah. A lot of times when it comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. This is music from the opera Tosca by Puccini. Uh, visi D'Art. Apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> Thank you to Wiki for this. <laughs> it was also the same music that Rush was playing in his cabin in Air Part 1, which indicates that it was very important to him. Yeah. California. Mm-hmm. okay.
3: Ah, uh, Daniel.
1: Professor Rush? Professor Rush? Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Daniel Jackson so you are I'm sorry to cost you here I dropped by your office and they told me that you hadn't come in for the day do you know I really don't have time for this actually I think you're going to want to hear what I have to say
0: the episode gets stranger and stranger
1: you're going to tell me about the Stargate program it's
3: been a while since we've seen him around indeed
1: how to unlock the Stargate's ninth and final chevron specifically how much energy will be required
0: and I didn't know that
1: project hasn't even been named yet has it how about Icarus
0: I remember first time I watched this being totally confused of what was going on.
1: You're just a figment of my imagination.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's just a necessary evil. An unfortunate side effect to a process I can't control. And it keeps getting in the bloody way of what I need to do.
0: Ah, clue.
1: You. The university, the clouds in the sky. All just a dream. A distant memory.
3: So this is just Russ trying to figure out what's going on. A vision or a dream.
0: Robert Carlyle can deliver a line I don't think like anybody else could. There we go, the transition to the chair.
3: Aha, uh-huh. that explains it. What the hell's going on?
0: He finally grew up courage to take the leap himself. Of course, Franklin's still in a coma from his effort. And all of a sudden the picture clears up, filmed in HD of course now. Mm-hmm.
1: I am in command of the ship
0: and that means
1: you don't do anything without involving me, do you understand?
0: So if uh, Rush is in the computer system, in some sort of a virtual reality, in his own mind, obviously superimposing, either his mind is taken into that place, you know, the last few weeks or months with his wife when he was, well, there must be a reason why he's gone there. Of all the places you'd want to spend time, it's perhaps not the most hurtful time in your life. Yeah, I guess it's something more of a normal
3: sense of state, so it's something his mind gravitated to. He was used to the college life and being there with his wife.
0: Well, funnily enough, in in Deep Space Nine, the wormhole aliens always kept saying to Sisko, when he says, why am I here? They always says, because you always are. Mm -hmm. You live in this moment. You've never been able to get past this moment. Yeah, the moment where his wife died. Yeah, and this probably could be something similar for Rush. He was unable to help his wife. And obviously we've seen it was a real marriage. It wasn't a couple that were breaking apart or anything. Yeah. They had a good, solid relationship, happy life.
1: Sort of a stimulated recall of the memories in question. How does he wake up? There's a built-in trigger. It should appear to him as a distinctive door. All he has to do is open and walk through.
3: Unless he's not violently flapping around on the chair. They definitely did a good job of dumbing it down or turning it down some.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know what Russia's actually doing in there? No. If anything goes wrong, I'm pulling the plug.
0: Some very pensive and worried looks on the crew's faces this makes a bit more sense because at the moment you think he's been a right bastard, isn't he? I mean, he's not going to the doctor's appointment with his wife. He's ignoring his wife. He's dismissing friends, acquaintances. Mm-hmm. But if this isn't real, if he's just reliving a memory, he knows it's not real. It, he knows it doesn't matter what he does, but even so, it, it must be ripping you apart inside. Mm-hmm. You can't watch somebody you care about be distressed, even though you know it's not real.
3: Yeah. Definitely is hurting. So he's running away to someplace where he feels safe, his office.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Burying yourself in work this way. She needs you. you know, thank you for your concern, but you know, I really cannot deal with any distractions at the moment. Is that what your dying wife is to you, a distraction? No, 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 of course not. She wants to go home. One last time, you should take her. Constance.
0: And she's listening in. I know you mean well. I really do. But I can't go anywhere. Must be soul destroying. One of the stock footage shots of the Destiny. Looks glorious. we have still got plenty of vegetables left from the visit to that planet. And their own hydroponics. The hydroponics should be up and running now. Yep. They had the first tomatoes a few weeks back. Hey. Hey. Oh. <laughs> he still hasn't quite forgiven her for all the uh, issues over the the mutiny. Mm-hmm.
3: Then how she likes Scott and not him.
0: I, th- I think he got over that fairly quickly. You know, he came to realise there was no ifs or buts. You know, they were a couple. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a fling or anything. She wanted just after the pretty boy, but the fact that uh, he still believes she deliberately distracted him when Rush tried to take over the ship.
1: It will never happen again. Your friendship means too much to me.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I quite believe that. Friendship on her terms. Oh, we haven't seen that for a while. Yeah. Shall we see where we are now? Still in the friend zone, Eli. Still in the friend zone.
1: What do we got? Take a look.
0: We had a discussion about the use of that Perfect. kind of shimmy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Are those buildings? They were. look like ruins. First sign of civilization on a planet out here. Human? No signs of any life. Should go check it out.
3: I already sent a kino through. You know, with all the kinos that they're sending through, do they ever get to send them back or do they leave them there if it's a bad
1: planet? Chloe has been studying all of Dr. Jackson's work. Really? You have. I have. Say something archaeological. Stratification. That's good. Thank you. Uh, Plus, didn't you say you took ancient history? I did. At Harvard. Well, I don't see how that helps us billions of light years from Earth, but I get it. I'm pretty sure we've established that this ship is no safer than any planet.
2: Kidnapped by aliens. Right here.
0: This is a good scene. This is Rush actually having a bit of fun. Not Rush Young having a bit of fun. Yeah. You can almost see him grinning. The two kids want to play. (laughs) It's actually probably comforting to know that the younger members of the crew are stepping up. Yeah. We want to go on this mission. Yeah wonder if the Kino can dial the Stargate
3: remotely. Because I remember a couple of times, I think, one in SGA where they sent a mouth through to a space gate and, well, there goes that mouth. Yeah. <laughs> they had to have had a lot of those built.
0: Yes, they did. The student is played by Chad Krauchuk. He's been in Wayward Pines and he was also in Batman vs Superman as journalist. This was filmed at the University of British Columbia. Figured it would be a university. Yeah.
1: There's symbols up there I've never even seen before. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Because I have, and you are all me.
3: Oh, if we didn't know it was in, in his mind, we would think he's going crazy.
0: Yes. A lot of shows have had episodes like this where they've had the main character thinking through a puzzle and seeing different facets of his character through the eyes of other people in the show. Mm-hmm. See, so basically, Daniel is actually a different aspect of Rush's character. Probably the more reasonable, the more calm. Yeah. It's slightly more complicated inside out.
1: Have you given any thought to what we talked about? Oh, yeah. I'm going to fail at that, too. I'm sorry? Solving the issues of dialing the ninth Chevron. I'll devote two and a half years of my life to that. Meanwhile, my wife is going to spend her dying days alone while I'm off. Out.
0: Yeah, there's definitely guilt there. Oh, definitely. Definitely
1: some kid some big child with no meaningful education is going to jump in at the last moment
0: but... and the chip on his shoulder about Eli oh yeah
1: just like that no sense of ambition spends most of his time playing ridiculous games yet he's the genius I'll never be
0: <laughs> yeah let it go Rush you can't
3: be the smartest man in the entire universe somebody else sometimes helps out just like
1: Zelinka.:
0: yeah. yeah exactly
1: Obviously, you're not yourself right
0: now. Just a different perspective, looking at a problem might see a solution, whereas the genius can't. And there's no doubt that Rush has a much wider intellect than Eli.
3: Oh yeah, all that wisdom that he's gained from all the years of, of being alive and being around all of this.
0: Just imagine, though, what Eli could be if Rush really, really took him under his wing if they had the time to teach him.
3: Yeah, and sometimes experience and wisdom gets in the way of finding an answer also. Sometimes it takes a younger, un- yeah. unformed
0: idea. Yeah, doesn't know what not to do. Uh you've been very helpful. Not many people say that to Daniel and mean it in that way.
1: Your nose is bleeding.
0: Oh, oh dear. Physical manifestation in virtual reality. That's worrying. Yeah. That's telling you something you are running out of time wow oh s g one flashback no keyno <laughs> i like I like the fatigues yeah, a little bit big for us where do they do they just have some of these in storage? Uh, I imagine one of the soldiers is in the civies.
1: It doesn't look like anybody's been here for a long long time. Well, we have about six hours to figure out what happens. Let's look around
0: wow, six hours. Even Daniel and Samantha couldn't do much with that.
3: Oh, and a convenient
0: hole in the ground. On top of a ride, so you're going to have to go down quite a way before you get to ground level. I
3: do like the ruins. Nicely done.
0: Yeah, they merged the uh, CGI with the actual standing set. Very nice. I say, Universe is benefiting from 13 years of SG-1 and Atlantis. Yeah. There's probably members of the crew who have literally been with this franchise from the get-go.
3: Have made their lives with Stargate. Yeah.
1: What are the odds uh, that yanking him out of there will kill him? I wouldn't even hazard a guess.
0: He doesn't want you to guess. He wants you to know. The uh, transitions, were done simply with a Xenon flashlight. You know, shot in front of the camera. You get the flash of light. Very simple, very cheap.
3: Oh, very, very nice.
0: Music again.
3: Mm-hmm. They have a nice house. Is it one of the producer's houses or something?
0: Uh, they didn't mention where they were filming the actual household. It looks definitely looks different from uh, the house they use for Young's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. A lot bigger.
3: More like a home and not like a town home or something like that. Yeah. You
1: have work to do. Go and do it. I am there. Yet. Doesn't seem to matter where I am. You have the chance to change so many things.
0: You can definitely see the video quality here. Uh, Really very, very grainy. Mm -hmm. Definitely makes it stand out. Yeah. I mean, the commentary, Rob C. Cooper and the DP, Mark Blundell, they talked quite a bit about the efforts to get it to look like this. They wanted it to look unpleasant, feel dirty and grimy. And they achieved that quite spectacularly.
3: And they made sure those scenes were all very bright.
0: Yes, they said that as well. They made sure that all the natural light sources were flooding into the room Normally, they reduce the light from an outside window and use artificial light. But they use both the natural light and a big light above as well to oversaturate the image. That increased the grain as well. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, every time I turn, I see another wall. So what do you think that means? What do you got, buddy? Well, it's pretty cool. Looks like a network of underground tunnels. We should check it out.
0: <laughs> this is a ridiculously stupid idea to go in ruins underground. Now, if this was D&D, hole and ruins means treasure and monsters.
1: Yes. I'm not saying it's always going to be the case. But, do you see anything on the keynote? No, but we... What could possibly be down there that we would need? I don't know. How about a power source capable of dialing back to Earth? come on. You never know. These people don't look like they were that advanced. Actually, many advanced alien civilizations found in the Milky Way and Pegasus galaxies lived in what appeared to be primitive stone architecture that concealed extremely powerful technology.
0: (laughs) Okay, then. She's done her own work. All right?
1: It's true, isn't
0: it? It is true. She's right.
1: Footage, let's go. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't have... The Kino footage.
0: He's lost the Kino. Can you not just press recall and it falls itself back? You would have thought it would have its root in its memory and it could backtrack.
1: I just need to take a look and get my bearings.
3: I wonder if it's not fully unlocked like the rest of the ship.
0: This is way too dangerous a to risk to take when you're on the clock and look around you. The base literally has fallen apart. Alright, I'm gonna
1: stay up here and cover your backs. Are you scared?
0: Ooh. <laughs> That did not make him happy. Look at the eyes. It was a joke. Yes, Eli, you've touched a nerve, which even Greer doesn't like to admit.
1: I must have mistakenly thought we were on that level now. You know, friends you can kid each other like that. Please don't kill me. Come
3: on. I don't think Greer has much of a humorous side. Well, you remember the potato incident? Yeah, that was him initiating. I don't think he likes anybody else initiating the
1: humor. Yeah. I didn't think anything scared him. He's a little claustrophobic.
0: <laughs> but it is a clue which we're going to see a lot more of very shortly about Greer's backstory. Why he has a little bit of claustrophobia, starting there. Yep.
3: This is definitely a good character development episode.
0: But this shows, though, that if they're desperate to get the Kino back, they don't really want to keep losing. Yeah. So they must have lost a few during the uh, course of the missions.
3: Well, there was one they set outside the space lock whenever the shuttle left off, so it just went floating out into the ether.
0: Uh, they look particularly fake. Yes, very CG. <laughs> Oh will let them have that though.
3: So do you think Rush is just really just scribbling things just for the sake of it or is this something that they actually came up with?
0: We've always seen him with the notebook. Now he's got three or four of them on you know on the job all the time. I think he's so desperate to remember anything that comes to mind, no matter how obscure it is.
3: God
1: is our refuge and strength.
0: Now do you recognise the priest? Ron Howder, who played Cronus, the System Lord.
3: Ah, probably looked a little familiar.
1: Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake at the swelling thereof.
3: Did they say which church this was?
0: A no.
1: The streams whereof make glad the city of God,
3: the holy habitation of the Most High.
0: And this I didn't get until the commentary. I should have done. She will not be moved. Obviously, she teaches violin. That's probably one of her most gifted students. And she's giving her violin to the the young girl. Terminal condition. Mm hmm.
3: Making peace with everything. And.
0: Yeah. You see, she's breaking down. I mean, this is brutal. Not the strength of character. The. I don't really know what to call it but to sit there still doing his job which is vitally important knowing whatever she is it's his version of his wife who is breaking down in front of him yeah it's definitely rough I mean before we got the explanation it really made his character look terrible now compare the look of this to similar situations in SG-1 and Atlantis worlds of difference
1: what was that? probably wind. Anyone else think we've seen enough? Are you the one hoping for dead bodies? Some evidence of human skeletal remains, actually, and there don't seem to be any. Oh, well. Oh. Oh, God, get it off! Yeah, get it off!
0: Oh, God, no, Chloe. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Spider webs.
1: <laughs> Good idea. Let's go. Stop! Why?
0: <laughs> brace yourself
3: don't move
1: oh my god what, what is it
0: if you want to scream now is the time run wow that's a vicious looking spider Ew. okay
3: where's my fireball
0: now did greer really have to open up on automatic there could he have taken it out with one bullet want to make sure it's dead well yeah i suppose so but I think you got it still not laughing <laughs>
1: Lieutenant Scott, this is Colonel Young, do you read? Lieutenant Scott, Sergeant Greer, come in.
0: And that's practical puddle. rear projection. Mm-hmm. Like they said, it looks pretty darn good when the camera's 90 degrees onto the projection. It wavers a little bit more when the camera's looking at it from a more acute angle.
1: His weapon, uh, the tunnel collapsed on us.
0: is hurt. Oh, hey, he's back. He's recovered from his injury, aka finished his Shakespeare play.
1: Why was Sergeant Greer forced to use his weapon? It was a spider, sir. It was approaching Chloe.
0: <laughs> you don't want to put that in your report, do you?
1: It was a sizable
2: spider, sir.
0: It was bloody enormous. It was the cider to the spies of a good sized dog. Yes, and it was upside down on the roof. I would probably
3: be having a fit myself.
0: Yes. You can't take that way, roll-up newspaper, can you? <laughs> Where there's one.
1: So, good news is we haven't run into any more spiders. Did you find the keynote? No, unfortunately, these tunnels seem to go on forever. We haven't found any other sort of exit or, or access to ground level.
0: Suddenly, they're realising how bad a decision this was.
1: That's what you said it was. Me... I'm already having trouble breathing.
0: At least Eli hasn't says he needs stomach to eat for his blood sugar, which he normally does.
1: Oh, well. right, calm down. There's got to be more than one way in and out of here. I take it the digging is not going well. Of course not. We got C4.
0: Yeah, C4 is probably into a great idea when you're in a very uh, delicate yeah. tunnel structure. Yeah. are sending a rescue team.
1: Uh, and what are they gonna do?
0: Dig us out. <laughs> Couldn't they send a few extra people? There's 80 people on Destiny. I'm sure 20 or 30... But you don't want to spend the entire crew. Yeah, but they've got the time limit.
1: Where are you? We just found the tunnel entrance. Is everyone okay down there? Yeah, we're fine. Look, uh... How bad is it? Pretty bad. I'm, uh, not gonna lie to you. It does not look good. But we're gonna get you out of there. Okay, let's get to work.
0: Oh, that's a lot of manual labour. No wonder not many other scientists have gone. Now, this was filmed in somebody's home, so they had very tight space. This was a simple crane shot on paper, which took them a whole afternoon to actually film.
3: Yeah, trying to do a crane inside a home is
0: going to be a little hard. Yeah. Rob C. Cooper, were watching the playback, went to Robert and says, can you uh, do this one with your eyes open? And Robert looked at him and says, my eyes were open. <laughs> Realised the quality, video quality, was that bad, they actually couldn't tell his eyes were open. Dr. Rush, I'm I'm sorry, I, I rang the bell several times. The, uh, the
1: door was open. Yes. Your um, nose is bleeding again. I've got some great news. Our source inside the Lucian Alliance has come through. We've got the location of a planet that just might suit our power requirements.
0: A source inside the Lucian Alliance. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Because that, not coming from Daniel, that's coming from Rush. Yeah, but this may be daniel actually
3: saying this in real life and this just rushes memory of it
0: yeah that's a good point but it's still interesting interesting pivot to take forward that could explain how the illusion Lions knew about icarus exactly which is a bit worrying why would they need the illusion Lions to find a planet with a naquadria core i guess the illusion Lions has explored more of the galaxy and been around more Yeah, but when you go to the Mafia for information, you're kind of leaving yourself open to uh, all sorts of bad things, aren't you?
1: Oh, yes, yes,
0: yes, as we do see.
1: All completely meaningless to me, in this form, without context. And unfortunately, I don't think staying here any longer is going to make it much clearer. Are you going somewhere? Yep, I'm done. How's your wife doing?
0: Ooh. (laughs) This is dramatic acting. I know a lot of people sideline science fiction as not being drama, but this is quality acting from two good actors, talking about an important subject. but he knows this is the day she dies. Shouldn't you be with her? He probably should, and he probably was.
1: You keep saying that.
0: Could be a clue.
3: Could be his, his mind providing him clues on where to go to find the answer. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You say your wife is going to die today, but you don't remember no, what no, day it is. please, please, just, just tell me. April
0: 6th. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. It's not funny. April
1: She's taking a turn for the worse. The doctors say the situation's very grave. They don't think she's going to make it through the day, thank you.
0: OK, it is a little bit funny, you've got to admit. OK, he's had an epiphany. April the 6th. What's the special about April the 6th? Wipe, wipe, wipe. Squibble, squibble, squibble. April the sixth. But what does it mean? Meloria
1: didn't die on April sixth,
3: forty-six.
1: Oh. Well, it's not the ultimate answer to life, the universe, and everything. That's forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, like, we gotta have the joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. If he didn't make it, everybody else was going to. And there's the clue he's been waiting for. He knows this is the day his wife dies, but it's April the 6th.
3: Oh, this reminds me of a TNG episode. Three being everywhere.
0: Ah, yes, the classic cause and effect with Kelsey Grammar. Great episode, that is. I say, once you start looking for something, you you see it everywhere, don't you? Mm
3: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: sure
1: you've heard of the 23 Enigma. Yeah, it refers to something ridiculous notion that everything and anything is connected to the number 23. Most rational people acknowledge the enigma is merely evidence of the mind's power to perceive truth in almost anything. Huh, is it? Yeah, if you look for it, you're gonna find it. 6.46 6.46 there.
0: forty-six.
3: Is this the combination to unlocking the snack box?
0: <laughs> Hopefully a little bit more important than that.
1: Am I seeing something that's not there? Convincing myself this is somehow significant S- significant
0: Dr. rush? Agh! Ooh, that's not good.
3: He's having an effect in the chair, finally.
1: Lieutenant James, this is Colonel Young come in.
0: No, this doesn't look good at all.
1: I wish I had better news for you, sir. We're doing the best we can, but things are pretty slow moving. You're running out of time. Yes, sir. We know. Okay. Can I panic now? We've got less than half an hour. We're not going to make it. Seriously, what are we going to do?
0: You're going to pay for your mistakes, mate. Unlike SG-1 and Atlantis, they haven't got access to heavy machinery or ground scanning systems. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much more
1: of this he can take. Leaving him in there is going to kill him. I think so, sir. It's just a matter of time.
0: They made a point of saying how grateful they are to the cast that they allow him to film in some very unflattering lighting conditions. Some
3: rather unique ways and angles.
0: Yeah, doesn't always bring out the best in the actors.
1: Stall Destiny's jumping to FTL. We risk sacrificing Rush. According to you, he's choosing to stay connected to that chair. He may not be aware of the danger that he's in. If we jump to FTL, Eli, Scott, Greer, and Chloe are going to be left behind. So right now, it looks like their best chance is Rush.
0: i'm pretty sure he is of course they've got no way to realize it they can speculate if they're if they're fans of science fiction and probably come up with a pretty good hypothesis of what's going on inside rush's mind but i mean there's actually no no guarantee that rush could help him if they brought him out yeah
1: lieutenant we're running out of time yeah we know we're gonna use c4 to try and blow a hole in top of the tunnel how far back do you estimate you are from the collapsed opening? Uh, Not far, about 10 metres. Move as far back as you can and let me know when you're clear. Copy that.
0: No, they're not very far in at all, are they? About 30 feet. The tunnel system would cover the whole of the ruins. Yeah, but I think they were on their way
1: out. Good? We'll see. We're ready up here. Hopefully we're clear down here.
0: They made a bit of fun of Patrick and his helmet.
1: (laughs) Fire in the hole!
0: A mixture of real explosion and CGI. That's a big hole they just made. Yeah, huge amounts of tunnels just collapsed. Unfortunately, not close enough to them.
1: Lieutenant, do you read? Yeah, we're still here. It doesn't look like they had the desired effect. No, sir.
0: Now, if they really wanted to raise the stakes, thousands of spiders could come screen at. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, it's not your fault. I'll tell you you did the best you could. No, I'll uh, get your team back to the ship. Sir, we still have time. How much. That was in order. Lieutenant,
0: go. And Scott's being a realist. Go back now. Nothing you can do. Don't risk it. See, the music again. Even at this stage, I'd still put money on the music, the note structure, meaning something. But it's just for effect. Glorious effect. So I wonder if he actually did go to his wife in the end in real life, or if this is just his fantasy. I think in in the real world, it was a lot better during this period than he's given himself credit for. He was distracted, yes. I don't think it, I can't believe it would ever be this bad.
1: You're not here for me. I've
0: already been through this.
1: No, you haven't. Not really.
0: And, of course, if you feel guilty, even the smallest thing can be blown totally out of proportion. Mm hmm Gloria is played by Louise Lombard, recently been in Grimm and uh, a regular on CSI, English-born actress. She actually said, do you want me to use my American accent for the part? They said, no, we want you to be English.
1: What you need is here now. That's why you're
0: here. Said a lot of the crew were in tears watching this. I can believe it. Definitely a heart-wrenching moment. Well, this is where... The producers and the uh, broadcasters realize where the money went when you get a couple of actors of this caliber doing this sort of scene that relies totally on projecting an emotion. Mm hmm.
1: What have you become, Nicholas? The things you've done. It's not who you are, it's not you.
3: Good, they get actors that can't
0: emote like this? Yeah. And do it again and again and again with very subtle differences. Find them, take the need. Mm -hmm. This is Rush's thoughts being projected through her. Mm -hmm. Even he's admitted to himself, he's not the man he was after he lost her. He probably did throw himself totally into Icarus at that point.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure of anybody who really
0: is themselves after the the love of their life has passed. Yeah, she's definitely that. You look at Young uh, and his wife and you think their relationship is nowhere near on this sort of footing. Mm-hmm. I doubt if it ever was. Probably a bit dramatic to say soulmate, but these pair do look like they were meant for each other. Yeah, definitely.
1: Some people live their whole lives and never find what we had. Don't let what happened to me change you this way.
0: It's nobody's fault. As we know from Russia's personality, accepting the fact that there's something he can't control is difficult for him. This cancer that's taken his wife, something he can't control, he's always going to feel guilty.
1: Passed on to me by my mother. Incapable of performing its one simple function, to repair damaged DNA. Bing! That's it, isn't it? That's why you're here.
0: Yep, and she's given him the clue. There's that door again. Three little letters, DNA. Where's those chromosomes? With the benefit of hindsight, it's obvious, though, that the ancients who coded things based on DNA would use that as their encryption. You
1: know how much he loved
0: me. To live through this a second time must be killing him, unless he is getting some closure. Stop taking an out on everyone else. Very good advice to yourself. I
1: haven't forgotten you,
0: It's
3: alive. Yeah, he's, he's not all torn up like... What's the name was?
0: No, unfortunately, Franklin had to go through hell mm-hmm. to find what they needed to do to the machine to make it work. And that is entirely Rush's fault. He pushed Franklin, not directly, but... Now, here's a question. Is Will the ship jump even with the gate so connected? Well, we've seen it delay. We actually put their arm into it to stop the gate closing. Which makes you wonder, why don't they try that again? Mm-hmm. Like, before the countdown gets over... Close the gate, open it back up. You've
3: got 38 more minutes. The gate's going to close at 38 minutes no matter what. You've got at least another 38 minutes worth of time there.
0: Well, going on what we saw in air, they believed the Destiny would jump and it would close the Stargate. That's why Eli stuck his hand in it to keep it open. But you could only do that for 38 minutes max.
1: Hmm. It's not over, son.
0: Don't give up. Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose the idea is they wouldn't want to risk any more people on the ground just in case it didn't work. The four of them, in the darkness, buried in the tunnels on the alien world. Knowing they're going to be staying there, barring a miracle. <laughs> Not exactly what they planned for this day, I guess, when they woke up. Mm-hmm. And there she goes. Well, this episode is turning out a little bit different than we expected
3: Now, I thought the Destiny would only stop at planets that they had some that they needed to go to. So what was the purpose of them coming here?
0: We assume Destiny has an AI that is thinking like that. Maybe, for all they know, it's stopping at the next planet on its itinerary. Or something that the sea ship says, have a pass by, there's some ruins, it might be interesting.
1: Funnily enough. I thought you didn't find anything. I didn't say that. I said I couldn't stop the ship then and there. Even though it nearly killed me, I managed to find a clue. Which may give us control of this ship once and for all. A clue 46. Oh, that seems a little Not too simple. It's the number of chromosomes in human DNA, genetic code. This helps us out. Well, we know in other cases with their later technologies that the ancients used uh, sensors to restricted access by detecting specific genetic markers.
0: Which makes perfect sense given what we know from Atlantis and SG 1. Mm. Is there anybody? there that actually has the ancient DNA gene. I
3: know this is pre
0: that technology. Yeah, but at least now, as, as he was saying in his lecture, they need a basis for the code. If this predates everything the human race has ever used, they need a starting point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now they know that the ancients, 46, they've got something to work from, patterns within their DNA. So how long is this going to take? Several days.
1: Really? Or several years. Well, yeah, I was trying to be a little bit more optimistic. It's a little different for you.
0: Let's be honest, they're both hard work.
1: Rush, all of this, this was uh, worth risking your life for.
0: We'll see. It's like a random number generator, you still need that seed number.
3: Yeah, now, I have to wonder if there were ancients that were born without the gene, if they had developed the gene, an oxplation
0: gene, like they did in SGA. Uh, You would assume with enough variation then there'd have to be. You're going to get people with extra elements to the DNA, recessive strands. Yeah. So, yeah. And that sort of gene therapy would have been well within their reach. In fact, it makes you wonder why they didn't actually arrange their system so it could detect that sort of uh, manipulation. Mm Mm-hmm. Which could explain the fact that they use it themselves. Definitely. Okay then, folks. That was Human. Third time I've watched it this week, and I've probably enjoyed it just as much. Yeah, it's a good episode. More to talk about than we thought there would be. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You think there's so many, so many sequences that rely on the actors just playing their parts. You think, well, we're we going to talk about that. There's just so much going on, so much depth to the characters that we've already been exposed to, and that we can read into the actions of Rush, particularly obviously for this episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's get to a bit of trivia for the episode. Robert C. Cooper. He has directed three episodes of SGU, Mal Human and Time. Three episodes of Atlantis. Vegas, Doppelganger and Satida and two episodes of SG-1 Unending and Crusade Jeff Vlaming only episode of Stargate he has written he has however written for Teen Wolf, Fringe, NCIS Xena, Hannibal and The X-Files and if you check his IMDB a lot of other shows as well he's one of those writers that seems to be able to uh, put his talents to use in any genre probably means you'll never be out of work yeah Right, this episode also won a couple of Leo Awards, Best Cinematography for Michael Blundell and Best Picture Editing for Rick Martin. It also got nominated for Leo for Best Direction and a DGC Craft Award for Outstanding Achievement in Direction, both to Robert C. Cooper. Definitely, Definitely
3: worth a few awards there.
0: Yes, indeed. Also, one of the pieces of music that played in the episode was English Rose by The Jam. Originally brought to the attention of the producers by Robert Carlyle when he was first talked about taking on the role of Rush. Hmm. It worked out very well when they cast an English actress for the part. Serendipity or manufactured? Doesn't really matter, does it?
3: <laughs> what do you think of the new
0: MacGyver? Uh, reserve judgment.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it well, but I'm just not seeing it being anything like the original.
0: No, I think it'll probably appear and disappear very, very quickly. So like the redone Night Rider? <laughs> yes, probably not that quick. You never know though, do you? No. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We got some feedback from Mac over on our Google Plus page. He posted about Faith. Another great episode, but here we go. So there's a month to wait while you go round a star. Personally, I would have let the most useful in terms of botany and survival skills go to the planet. The rest used the communication tools to get repairing the engines and power collectors. As for the shuttle, the broken one, I don't believe the ancients would have left Earth with no spears. Come on, that's a stretch at best. Climatic conditions in the planet? I'm guessing the equator would be the most logical place to settle, if those who decided to stay actually stayed. Let's be fair, Young should have never let them stay period, and to lose another shuttle was reckless. A good episode, a really good one, but the overall we have a month let's do frack all whilst they're gone annoyed me a little. Thanks again, guys, for the podcast. And I replied, yes, the makeup of the groove that made Planet 4 could have been better, but we'll let it go since we know Jung is not averse to making judgement calls based on relationships. The use of the comstones, mm, as you pointed out, would have made some sense. But then again, the familiarity with ancient technology on Destiny is probably strongest with those on board and have spent all their time there. Other people coming in may not have been able to help. No doubt there are plenty of spares and maybe some machine shops on Destiny, but they've not found them yet. They've only just found a robot, which is lucky, considering. Did they mention the area of the planet they chose? Certainly to predict a cold winter season would mean they did some scanning. But we could ask for an engineered ecosystem with climate control. Perhaps that was a premium edition. Thank you very much, Mac. Appreciate it, as always. And
2: now, something from Brad. Hello, Alan, Mike, and the Gatecast listeners. This is Brad from Australia with some long-missed, question mark, feedback for uh, the upcoming episode of Stargate Universe, Faith. We're now three-quarters of the way through Season 1. We've left a staff system behind... Uh, We know more about the ship. I could have sworn that we had some sort of a new or updated intro after the uh, mid-season break. Yet, no. Rush is still spilling on with his... uh, This is what Destiny intended from the beginning. And I hope this is rectified before the end of the first season. I'm pretty sure it does. From memory. But, um... (sighs) We're not really seeing what Destiny anticipated from entering the star system. just left that one. Drop it. Uh, you discussed during the episode of uh, how familiar the location seemed. I was getting very strong uh, feelings towards the uh, Season 4 episode of SG-1 which was uh, Scorched Earth, just at Valley, with the uh, Sorakan recolonization mothership coming through and changing the atmosphere um, I can sort of look like that area but I do do I do see the, uh, the Paradise Lost vibe there as well the whole thing with the uh, shuttle trips to and from the planet uh, as Alan said why send so many people um, they only planned on having the second shuttle if it was able to be fixed in time so you'd think they'd be working on the uh, worst case scenario um, maybe just a five-man picking team. or six-man picking team to go down there and uh, harvest whatever they can. To, uh but then again, a month, so anything really they do pick not going to last a month in storage to bring back. So they're sort of screwed before they go down there, but I'm sure they could find plants. Just start digging stuff out of the ground and go off that. Now... One big nitpick with this episode: Destiny's, Destiny's Destiny's path through subspace. If she stumbled or she fell out of drop subspace because of the uh, gravity field of the star, then why pass a planet, slingshot around the star, and come back within shuttle range of that planet? That's pretty much her doing a 180 and heading back to Earth. And how long does it take for a shuttle to get from Earth to the moon? Three days? Hmm, odd. Maybe in subspace she just detected something that wasn't supposed to be there and redirected. But for her to drop out, be within shuttle range of one planet, go slingshot around the sun, and be back in range of that planet, that pretty much tells me she's heading back the way she come. So I really don't understand how that works at all. noticing also at this point in time the uh, the character names uh, all the military is all uh, surname based which is understandable yet Camille Chloe are all first name based I can't remember the female scientist I don't know if she is as well Brody is Brody his first name or last name because Rush keeps on calling him Mr. Brody so I'm just wondering why, the civi- why everyone's calling a civilian by his last name it uh, seems a bit odd. Destiny refueling at this point just seems to be happening off-screen, um, just to save CG and everything else, because last time we seen the ship, she was, uh shields were depleted and it had no power yet. Now, it, um, it's not even going to try and recharge in this star when it comes past, or... It has shields to uh, go around the star. Um, just seems like it's all happening in the background now. And don't forget, we did this cross the deep dark void of space, so power should be at a minimum, at least. On the whole faith thing, Cain says the powerful beings will return. So, really, by his own admission, um, God didn't make the solar system, but a powerful being did. Um, at, at least one point during the whole franchise, the ghouls were seen as gods, the ancients were seen as gods, um, only to be shown as a more technological aspect of the human race, but um, it doesn't make his decision seem right. If he's all for faith, then why is he waiting for a super powerful or technological being to return? It doesn't. it doesn't scream faith to me. And Alan brings up a good point. You've just harvested all this food, and uh, you're going to have a feast. Fair enough. Some of it won't be stored for very long. I was also mentioned there's going to be some upset stomachs for a few days afterwards because of all the fresh food. But uh, it just, yeah. You seem to be working out of some sort of a kitchen. There's got to be freezers, fridges, that sort of thing so yeah it just um, it doesn't seem logical at all so that has been my extended feedback for this episode I hope to do this a lot more often now but uh, I'm really enjoying watching this series again and uh, I'm scampering to pick up season 2 so I can re-watch it because I can't wait week to week so until next week I've been Brad and thanks for listening bye bye Standard feedback, he calls it. That is
0: epic feedback. Thank you very much, Brad. Much appreciated. If you want to get in touch with us, like Brad and Mac have done, then there are many ways. You can email us at gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Google+. Plus. Just search for Gatecast. We're on Twitter, at the Gatecast, which is one word. We are also carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. Feel free to talk about anything Stargate, our own show... Any sort of feedback is most welcome. All the links are in our show notes, which are found on the website, gatecast.co.uk, including the extra RSS feed, which carries everything we've released so far, and you can manually add that to a podcatcher. Right then, let's wrap this show up. Come Right then. I think that should do us, Thomas. Yeah, I think we've
3: pretty well covered a good episode.
0: Yep. Let's have a look at the schedule. Next week's episode is going to be Lost... If everything goes according to plan, Steve will be joining us for that.
3: Friday
1: on an all-new Stargate Universe. You
3: would want us to get out of here alive.
1: If we don't find them, the next time we drop out of FTL, we won't have another chance. How do we know we're going the right way?
3: Dial the gate, or dial. Oh, don't
1: Stargate Universe, an original series, all new this Friday at nine, only on Sci-Fi. Imagine greater.
0: Thomas, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Always a grand adventure. Yes, I think we did okay with that, Alan. That we did. Yep. funnily enough, there was no uh, sprinkling of uh, puffy
3: bags. (laughs) No little snacks.
0: Yes, that seems to be a common denominator when Alan blood sugar is low, he tends to nibble. Yes. So when is my next episode? You've got no other episodes for season one. Season two, you've got episode two and three, and then resurgence and deliverance later on in the season, and of course, the uh, finale.
3: Very good, so I've got probably a couple months in between now and then.
0: Yep. Okay, then, folks, that was Human. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Uh, Please let us know what you think about it. Thomas, thank you very much for joining us, as I've already said once. Yes, sir. Do you want to give your Twitter or any Facebook social media? You can
3: find me on Facebook. I'm on the group Twitter. I believe you tagged me in the episode recording. It's C-O-N-F-I-N-F-E-N-T-R-Y.
0: Rightio. As I said, next week's episode is going to be Lost. I hope you join us for that. But until then... I've been Mike. And Thomas. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.